Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Clutter. I'm your host, Margot Statton. Today is all about decluttering for intermediates. You are an intermediate if you have gone through the initial decluttering process and have made significant progress. You maybe have a system in place for letting go of items and understanding what items are important to keep. You're also someone who has basic knowledge of organization, which for beginners can be incredibly challenging and overwhelming. And you're somebody who knows how to keep your home clean and tidy with weekly cleaning routines. If this sounds like you, you are in the right place. If you are maybe not quite there yet, I have an entire podcast episode right before this one that targets decluttering for beginners. You can check that out as well. So today I'm going to cover five decluttering tips for those of you who still have some areas in your home that need attention and further decluttering and are thinking of leveling up your organization game. All right, so let's start with tip number one. This tip is one of my favorite tips for maintaining a clutter-free, clean, and tidy home. And I am sure all of you intermediates are up for the challenge, and it is the one-in, one-out rule. The most important thing about a clutter-free home is maintenance. And what I've encountered sometimes with clients is that they will invest the three months and the six months and the one year to declutter areas of their home and it's going to look fantastic and they love it, but then they really don't take control of their shopping habits. So as a rule of thumb, more items should leave your home than come back in. And a great way to manage this and to sustain this is the one in one out rules. So anytime you purchase a new item, so this could be a mug, it could be a sweater, when you get home, evaluate the items that you already have and see if you can part with an already existing item in your home. So you bought a mug, you come home, maybe you have an extra mug in your cabinets and you get rid of that one. You bought a sweater, you come home, maybe there's a sweater lying around that you can get rid of as well. You can even take it further and do one in, two out, or one in, three out. I know that's extreme and you're probably going to be left with nothing. (laughs) But this might not apply to every area of our homes. But when we're intermediates, we still have areas in our homes, by the way, typically our closets, our wardrobe, that do have more items than we actually need. Our kids' clothing, our kids' closets and drawers are another perfect example of this. They require constant decluttering that maybe we just don't have time for. So whenever you purchase something new for your kiddos, it's a good idea to see if there's another item that they can let go of. The next big tip, and I offer this only to my intermediates because this requires that you already have more of a clutter-free mindset where you value the cleanliness and the tidiness of your space because you've achieved it and you really, really want to maintain it. So one of the habits that you can build is to deal with clutter right away. A good example is don't let paperwork and other small items pile up on your desk or your counter. So you're going to deal with them as soon as they come in and put them in their proper place. So let's say you just received a package from Amazon 
instead of allowing the box to kind of just sit there or maybe the item came with like a manual or something. The point is that you tackle it right away. You do not allow it to pile up. You do not allow it to sit there. You open the box, you remove the item, you put the item where it belongs, right? Organization at its best. And then you threw out the box and any additional information. And then you obviously threw out the garbage as well. So it's not sitting in your home. So there, when we're at an intermediate level, it's really focused more on maintenance and ensuring that every single item in your home has a space to go to, you know, and so doing these little things where that we, you know, when we had a lot of clutter in our space, we kind of didn't really do this, our mindset was different, and that's totally okay. It's really tackling things right away. So another example of this is like recently I was using my favorite bottle of perfume and there was like literally barely anything left in there. You know, have you ever had that moment where like you're spraying, it's your favorite and you can see a little bit still at the bottom, but it's just not coming out. Instead of putting the perfume bottle back where you keep it, you actually recycle it right away. So it's these little things that we do throughout the day around the house where we don't allow things to pile up, but rather we tackle them right away. We declutter them right away. The same thing, a big one is mail. When we bring in mail, we tend to throw it on the kitchen countertop, the dining room table, I don't know, the coffee table maybe, and then it piles and piles and piles and piles and piles. Ladies, you are intermediate, so we should be tackling that mail clutter right away go through the mail toss shred whatever items you don't need whatever is an important bill or an important piece of information my hope is that you have a mail caddy or some kind of bin where they can be placed so we're dealing with the clutter right away we are not allowing the clutter to make it into our home this is a total side story about not bringing clutter (laughs) into the home. So uh, my daughter is in dance class. So every year we have to renew and, you know, we pay the fees, registration, all of that fun stuff. And then they give us the performance schedule for the year. It's like this whole thing. So I go with my daughter to sign her up for the year a few weeks ago. And the woman there is like giving me piles of paperwork, like printouts about what to expect and this, that and the other. And I all I can think of is like, oh my God, this is so much paper clutter like what do I why do I need this so I asked her I said do you send this out in emails because typically they tend to send a lot of emails I said is this something that I'm going to receive via email and she's like yeah I'm like "Uh, yeah I don't need this like I don't need this paperwork because I don't want to take it and then throw it out anyway so I was like thank you but no thank you paper clutter don't need it we'll read your email so doing things like that right? And really focusing on dealing with the clutter right away, eliminating it. And more than that, where if you can avoid it, preventing the clutter from coming into your home. When we are beginners, a huge difference is saying no to free stuff or saying no to gifts and, you know, items, whether we need them or we don't need them. That is a That is a mindset. It is an incredibly common one. My hope is that when we are intermediates, we have those boundaries, right? We are protective of what we bring inside our home. So if even if an item is free, but you don't actually need it, you don't like it, you know, it doesn't serve you. It doesn't have a purpose. It doesn't bring you joy. Like there's just say no, just say no. 
The next thing when it comes to intermediate decluttering is now the ability to tackle sentimental items. When we are beginners, we are very overwhelmed by all the stuff in our home. And one of the worst things that we can do as beginners is start with sentimental items. Like if you want to just completely demotivate yourself and like put a kibosh on decluttering, then start with sentimental items that you can't part with. Like that is a terrible place to go. And if you encounter a sentimental item, by the way, as a beginner, for example, put it to the side, tackle it later. But when we've leveled up and we are now at the intermediate level, we should be able to begin to tackle sentimental items. Or maybe you tackled some and you still have a few boxes of others. My hope is that you are now seeing the benefits of a clutter-free space. You now have shifted your values um, and your priorities to enjoying activities and moments and building memories with your families and friends and not so much on things. So now is the time to tackle sentimental items Absolutely, I am not saying get rid of sentimental items at all, but we want to be mindful about just how much we're keeping and like, is it realistic for us to keep it or can we donate the item and make somebody else happy, give it away to friends and family, or even maybe just take a photograph of the item and that's enough to hold on to the memory. So if you've been dreading and procrastinating tackling sentimental items, if you are an intermediate, I believe in you. I absolutely think that you can do it. And if you haven't done so already, you can create a memory box store it in your attic, in your basement, in your closet, out of sight, out of mind, label it, memory box, and revisit it whenever you need to. I have a full tutorial on my YouTube channel, actually, at Be Good to Yourself by Margot, that walks you through how to let go of sentimental items. You can check it out. I will also leave a link to it in the show notes. Tip number four is to keep it functional. When organizing our belongings, think about how you use them. Keep things you use frequently within easy reach and store seasonal items or things that you don't use as often in separate areas. This will make your space more functional and easier to maintain. In the beginning, when you know we've decluttered, and my hope is you're following my system, which is called DECOM, and it's Declutter, Clean, Organize, and Maintain for Simple Steps. In the beginning, when we organize, we kind of just, it's chaotic and we tend to organize items where we store them because that's technically what we're used to. And storing them where we used to store them before is not necessarily the functional way to do it. So for example, if you're in your kitchen and your stove is on one side of the room and your kitchen utensils that you need for cooking is on the other side of the room, well, that's not really a practical place to store them. So the rule of thumb is that items should be stored as closely as possible to the space where you use them. That is what we mean by functionality. So it makes sense, right? You're cooking something on the stove, you need a spatula, you stretch out your hand, you graduate you grab the spatula. You're not running across the room to get the spatula, right? Things like that. I know it sounds silly and you're like, oh, it's such a small, but it makes a huge difference. And if 
this is how you lay out your home to function and organize in every single space, you're going to be saving a ton of time. Another one of these things that I see is when folks keep their cleaning supplies in like the laundry room or their kitchen only. Cleaning supplies should be kept where you use them. So kitchen cleaning supplies should be in the kitchen. Bathroom cleaning supplies should be in the bathroom. Laundry cleaning supplies should be in the laundry room. You don't necessarily have to go out and buy a brand new bottle for every room. You you can just invest in those um, empty spray bottles and just pour, you know, maybe get a gallon of a particular multi-purpose cleaner that you use and kind of just separate it out amongst the different bottles. So keeping your home functional, right? Organizing in a way that works for you and your family that makes sense where, for example, things that you don't use on a daily basis should be stored higher up. Things that you're using all the time, this applies to your closets, your pantries, your you know kitchen cabinets, your medicine cabinet, whatever. They should be stored in the middle at arm's length. This is where we really talk about leveling up and this is how we really go into sort of the advanced level where the entire home is subjectively clutter-free, of course, and it's well-organized for functionality and flow. And by the way, don't get discouraged. This takes a lot of practice. A tip that I recommend to clients and is to actually video record yourself doing something. So for example, you can record yourself walking into the home. Like where do you put your, where are you tempted to put your coat or take off your shoes or put your mail and your keys, right? You want to make sure that the layout makes sense. Same thing in the kitchen because that's where as women, we spend a lot of our time, um, whether we're great cooks or not, I'm not a great cook by any means, but in the kitchen, record yourself. How do you navigate your kitchen environment? And that'll actually, that visual will help you in organizing your space for functional use. Maybe it's crazy. I don't know. Let me know if you're going to do it. Let me know how it goes. Did it help? And the last thing for all of you intermediates is to clean as you go. Whenever you leave a room, take a quick look around and put things back where they belong. It only takes a few seconds, but it can make a big difference in keeping clutter at bay. One of the things that I've noticed is so important in maintaining a clean and tidy space is this ability to just not allow things to pile up, right? You're walking through your living room. You saw that your partner or your kids left a glass or a mug on the coffee table instead of leaving it there as you're heading to the kitchen, by the way, pick it up, put it in the sink. You see that maybe the couch is kind of messed up and the throw pillows have fallen on the floor. Again, pick it up, put it where it belongs. These little tasks take you under 10 seconds, but if you allow it to pile up, it's going to take you much longer to clean your space. Another habit is the home reset routine. If you don't already have a home reset routine, this is going to save your life. (laughs) And what this simply means is that acquiring a habit where at the end of each day, you tidy up. I'm not saying clean. You're not taking out cleaning products. You're not vacuuming. You're not washing the floors, right? Those are cleaning tasks. 
Tidying up like a home reset routine is just you fluff your pillows, you fix the blankets, you clear the countertops, maybe you do a quick wipe of the countertop or the kitchen table, right? Maybe you wash the dishes. I don't know about you all, but I hate waking up to a sink of dishes, which for me was a habit I like had to force myself to build because I hate washing dishes. I hate washing dishes and I hate doing laundry, but that's neither here nor there. So having an evening home reset routine, so maybe after the kids went to bed, you literally take five to 10 minutes and you just tidy up your home. You don't clean it, you just tidy up. There is nothing better, there is nothing finer than waking up in the morning to a clean home and not having to tackle a sink full of dishes. So there you have it, folks, my top five decluttering tips for intermediates. I hope they help you on your decluttering journey. Thank you so much for listening and always remember to be good to yourselves.